listening to an awesome sermon from the St. Louis Dream Center. Grab a pen and some paper, you're in for a treat. Can you imagine heaven on that day? The angels were rejoicing at the newborn king. It wasn't about Target or Walmart. Macy's. It wasn't about a Christmas dinner or tree, uh, gifts under a tree. It was about the gift being given to all humanity. And you know, there's nothing wrong with the gifts or the dinner or the trees. There's nothing wrong with shopping and all the things that go along with that. But if we forget the reason for the season, you've already missed the mark on what we should be celebrating. Today, we've heard the Christmas story so many different times. And I love the way Miss Elaine prayed that we can turn it off and say, oh, he's going to tell us the story again. But we're in a series called What to Expect When Expecting. And I don't know about you, but I'm expecting God to do some things in my life. And remember I told you at the beginning of the month, we're in the fourth quarter. Well, now Christmas is a two-minute warning. And God still has time to do that thing that you're expecting him to do. As a matter of fact, I've been hearing testimonies already from people of things that God's been doing in their life over the course of this month because they raised their expectation. And so today as we close out this series talking about a familiar story, I want you to turn off your mind to the familiar and tune in your heart to the purpose. Because guess what? There was a purpose for the party. So let's stand to our feet. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14. It reads, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. Father, we thank you. Speak to us. Take this story that's over 2,000 years old that has been told millions of times And bring it to life in the 21st century. Let it speak to our 
past to our present and to our future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I um, got a call from our youngest daughter, Gabby, about two months ago. She was a little frantic, and I could hear the shaking in her voice. She's at Mizzou in her sophomore year, and she was able to take her car with her. And when she took the car, she got in her first accident. She had backed into somebody. So she called me because she'd never experienced that before and was, and, and, and as I got to hear her voice, she wasn't as shook up about the accident as she was about my response to her accident. Because she knew dad was going to be mad that she had gotten in an accident and she'd only taken a car for a couple of months to school. And I paused for a moment and she told me and I said, are you okay? And she's like, I am, but the car. And I say, don't worry about the car. You can get another car, but I can't get another you. And in that moment, she was reminded that sometimes what we have in our mind and sometimes the way we think people are going to respond is totally different than they respond. Have you ever walked through life with God and thought God was mad at you because you were so wrong and so messed up and you done so much dirt in your life that you thought God can't ever love me? I know what that feels like. And we have a world of people that don't know Jesus. Oh, let me pause. No. We have a world of people that do know Jesus, that still think the same way. That I've done so much dirt and so much wrong that God could never forgive me. But can I tell you that that is not the truth? And I want to show you today that there was a day when heaven's heart broke. In the Garden of Eden, when man went against what God said and sinned and did his own thing. And when heaven's heart broke that day, heaven, it wasn't just God because not only was it God whose heart broke, but the heavenly host heart broke because they knew God's intention for man. God did not create man to be separate from them. He created man to be with them. And yet man made a decision that separated them and heaven's heart broke in that moment. And the purpose of every covenant, the purpose of every sacrifice, the purpose of everything that God did was to bring man back to the place where he could walk with him in the cool of the day again. Where he could hang out with them and be with them and sup with them and walk with them and play with them and talk to them again. Every, from the old covenant to the new covenant, from the covenant of Moses to the Abrahamic covenant, everything that God did was to bring us back to the place where he could be with this wretched, dirty, sinful person called us. He wanted you. He wanted you. He wanted to be with you. 
And because of his desire to be with us, he set in place a plan before we ever sinned. That he, he says, well, wait a minute. We're going to try Moses, but Moses isn't good enough. We're going to send Abraham, but Abraham won't be able to do it as great. A king as David is, David won't be able to restore order or the relationship. So he makes a decision before the first sin was ever committed that there's going to come a day when no man is going to be able to fix what man is broken. And so instead of sending a proxy, instead of sending someone like me, I'm coming myself to you. I want you so bad that I will leave my throne in heaven, perfect condition. And I'll come down and I'll be just like you. Walk around like you walked. Endure the elements like you endured. Do you know that when he made this decision, he understood that he was humbling himself and putting down the throne that is rightfully his because he wanted you that bad. See, when we think about this holiday... This isn't just about the Savior coming. It's about a relationship restored. And God made a decision to come as a baby to guess what? To come and get his babies. And when we walk through this birth The shepherds saw him. The angels spoke. And it says when the angels spoke, they began to sing glory to God in the highest, which showed there was a party that broke out in heaven when Jesus was born. Because in that moment, he knew that everything that once separated them was about to be resolved. That he could be with his creation and love on his creation. It was the day that heaven kissed earth. The deity met devastation. That righteousness met ratchetness. That holiness met hurt. and Beauty met brokenness it was the day that we celebrate that God came into this mess called humanity and said I'm going to come in them and pull them out of it what's interesting was that we understand that at Jesus birth he was 100% God and 100% man all at the same time And if you know Jesus' lineage, he had Abraham in his lineage. Abraham was a liar. He had Tamar in his lineage. She played like she was a prostitute so she could sleep with her father to have a baby. He had Rahab in his lineage. She was a prostitute that helped the children of Israel come out of their mess. He had David in his lineage. David was an adulterer and a murderer. 
Why was it so significant that these people were a part of God's human family line? Because he wanted it to be designated that that doesn't matter what you walk through or what decisions that you've made or how bad your life has been or what you've done on this earth. I had this in my blood, yet the deity in me overshadowed the dirt that could have overcome me. And God says to us that when I came to the earth, I knew who you were. I knew what was wrong with you. I knew the mess that you made and I knew what you had done. Yet because I loved you so much, I came anyway. And I didn't come the way you thought I would come. They thought I would be military, but I came different than that. Probably thought that I would immerse into culture as an adult, but I came different than that. I'm so powerful and I'm so God that I can come as a baby and have more powerful, to be more powerful than any adult. See, when I think of the purpose for the party, I'm like, okay. When you came to Mary, Mary was afraid, then excited, because she was about to give birth to the Savior of the world. She knew the world needed a Savior. Joseph doubted, but then became excited. Because he knew that he needed a savior and that the world needed a savior. But what constantly confused me was why was heaven excited? Because heaven didn't need a savior. The angels were good. But remember, heaven's heart broke when the relationship between man and God broke. So heaven celebrated and the purpose for the party wasn't just the Savior coming, wasn't just the baby being born. The purpose of the party was that God could have you again. That heaven celebrated the way that it did because he could have you again because all God ever wanted was you he didn't want the birds or the stars didn't care about the cows or the whales he wanted you and everything he created he created for you to enjoy so then when we look at this portion of scripture we understand that heaven had a full-blown praise party because God could have you again and so now you're like well you don't understand where I've been you don't understand what I've done no 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 you don't get it see this party wasn't for perfect people This party wasn't for people that had it all together. This party wasn't for those that got their stuff straight. No, this party was for people who were broken and hurting and lost and needed God to come in and fix their mess. That's why I've learned that every time I win, heaven throws a party. 
Every time I went, when I first got saved, the Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice over just one sinner coming to repentance. Why? Because heaven throws a party every time one of us wins. When my body was sick and God healed me, heaven threw a party when I got healed. When I was broke and I needed a miracle, heaven threw a party when God supplied my need. When my child was wilding out and didn't have any hope of coming home God saved him and he threw a party in heaven when he said every time I win heaven celebrates God has a vested interest in your victory see you think that you wish this thing could turn around that you hope this thing could turn around. I don't know about you, but when God sent a baby, when God came as a baby into a 12 to 13 year old girl, fully himself, he proved to me nothing is impossible to him. That nothing is out of the scope of his ability. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. That's all right. If God could bring a baby out of a teenager, he can take care of my meal. I don't know, but the doctor said that I have six months to live. That's all right. If God can bring a baby out of a 12 or 13 year old, he can heal my body. I don't know where my tuition is coming from for the next school year. If God can bring a baby out of a 12 or 13 year old he can take care of my tuition the beauty of this year is this time of year is this that God showed his ability to not be bound by human limitations That God showed his ability not to be bound by natural science. God showed his ability that he could rewrite science if he wants to. So the purpose for the party is you win. Heaven celebrates when you step out in faith. Don't know what's about to turn over, but all you know is that God said go. And when you go and God said go, he says, all right, angels of God, I know we were throwing a party because they stepped out. But now I need you to be attentive to my word and go bring that thing to pass in their life right now. See, when we talk about what to expect when expecting, when you fight your fears... Overcome your, overcome your doubts. Learn to live in the joy that the Lord has for you. God sets you up to win. And Jesus' birth showed that God is always looking for you to win. And when you can't win yourself, when you can't overcome yourself, he says, that's all right. I'll come down myself and ensure you victory when you have faith in me. You say, I don't know how to come out of this. That's all right. I'll come myself and make sure you get through this. You say you've never been this lonely, never been this messed up. That's all right. I'll come to you myself and ensure that you're getting past this. Yeah. 
when you spend time really thinking about what happened with this baby being born, how crazy it was that this happened, how unorthodox that this was, that this took place, it begins to open your mind to the fact that if God said it, I believe it, that settles it, and there is nothing impossible for my God. And to close this, I I love the fact that when God set us up through Jesus Christ, that he wasn't just thinking about your now. Because there was, see, there was a party when Jesus came. You had a personal party that the angels threw when you got saved. They partied every single time that God has moved on your behalf and delivered. But there is another party that's coming. And that party is going to kick off when Jesus cracks the sky and raptures us up out of here. And at this party, there'll be no more death. There'll be no more mourning. There'll be no more tears. That we will stand before God forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and stand and be with him until eternity ends which is never God celebrates when you win so today this Christmas I felt like singing this Christmas but that's all right. just hit me like that this Christmas when you carve the turkey When you open up the presents, when you celebrate with your family, I want you to take a a moment and, and have your own personal party. Have it by faith if you don't see anything moving yet. Have it by faith if you don't see anything changing yet. And say, God, December 25th is symbolic of the day that you brought me out, that you brought me through, that you delivered me, that you healed me, that you graced me, that you blessed me, that you opened the windows of heaven and poured out on me more than I could ever have. Today, the purpose for my party is you. Do you know the story's already been told? We win. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're walking through, whatever you're dealing with right now, the simple fact that he sent Jesus in the form of a baby to come and save us is evident that you win. You're going to outlive everything that you're facing right now. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe. When I expect, what do I expect as I close? When I'm expecting, I expect the same God that parted the Red Sea. The same God that tore down the wall of Jericho. The same God that gave birth to himself through a virgin is the same God who's fighting on my behalf. He's the same God that said, light 
being there was. He is the same God that spoke light and darkness and turned nothing into something. He's the one that's fighting for your miracle, for your deliverance, for your breakthrough. And today, if you just believe, let Christmas, if you believe that he did Christmas, then believe that he can do the rest of what he said he'd do for you. He'll do it. All you got to do is believe. Hope you enjoyed that message. If you live in the St. Louis area or ever plan to visit, we'd love for you to join us at one of our services at 4324 Margareta at either our 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. service. Be blessed. We hope to worship with you soon.